This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 40% of children with ADHD also develop oppositional defiant disorder. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. How can I manage ODD in my seven-year-old child? Welcome to the podcast. If you're new here, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be in your ears and help you on psychology topics you have probably been asking your whole life, or maybe recently. Today's topic comes from a viewer on Instagram in our Psychology Sunday segment, which is a segment on my stories. I ask for questions and then I turn it into a podcast. And this person has asked how to manage ODD in seven-year-olds. ODD stands for Oppositional Defiant Disorder. Before we get into today's episode, you know the drill. Let's do a little reflection, reflection. How was your week? What was good? What was a highlight? For me, it was definitely going to Sydney. I was invited by Meta and Instagram to an event. It was called Creators Academy, and we learned all about social media. I met some incredible people, and I wasn't even going to go, to be honest. I just thought, yep, I'm going to take any opportunity to put myself out there and go, and I'm so glad I did. So this is your reminder. If an opportunity comes up and you're a bit like, oh, I don't really know if I should go, go do the opportunity. You deserve it and you just might meet some incredible people along the way. Now, what's been a challenge in your week? What's been difficult? For me, it's definitely having some challenging comments on TikTok. I find that the TikTok community don't know me as well as my Instagram community do. And I think for that reason, when you're putting a video out on TikTok, you're casting a very wide net. And a lot of people are seeing your videos who 
don't necessarily have much context or know your background or what you're about. And definitely some videos can be taken the wrong way. So having to step back, observe some of these comments, not react to them because I don't want to react to them. I understand that people may be having their own struggles on the platform and maybe releasing some of that tension in a negative comment, maybe their coping mechanism. So that was a little bit challenging, but nevertheless, it has seemed to die down. So I'm grateful for that. All right, let's get into today's episode. Now, we're going to be talking about oppositional defiant disorder in young children. I do want to preface that children is not my area of expertise. I have worked with adolescents and probably as young as 12 years old, but I'm going to talk about younger children today. And I think it's important because these types of conditions, oppositional defiant disorder, ADHD, conduct disorder, they all come from the same group or category. The reason I mentioned ADHD is because 40% of children with ADHD also develop oppositional defiant disorder. We're going to go into what it exactly means, but I just want to make sure you're aware they come from two different categories. So your ODD in the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, come under disruptive impulse control and conduct disorders, whereas ADHD comes under neurodevelopmental conditions. So they're in different categories in the DSM-5, but there is a high comorbidity and symptoms can look similar. What is ODD? Oppositional defiant disorder, also known as ODD, is a behavioral disorder that affects many children, particularly those in early childhood. Children with ODD may display frequent and persistent patterns of anger, irritability, and defiance towards authority figures. We usually see ODD in younger children, and then we see conduct disorder in older children. So for example, children with ODD, they won't do what people ask, especially if it's an authority figure, such as a parent, a teacher, anyone in authority. They think what they're being asked to do is unreasonable. They get angry and aggressive about being asked to do things. Now it's common for children to refuse to do what others ask them to do and get cranky, especially if they're tired, upset, or frustrated. But children with ODD behave like this a lot. So we see the behavior more often than not. And the behavior interferes with their day-to-day functioning, their ability to do everyday things like learn and communicate, manage emotions, get along with others. It typically begins in the preschool years, but for some it can begin later, but it's always before the teenage years. If we go through the DSM-5 criteria for what it is, A is a pattern of angry or irritable mood, argumentative, defiant behavior or vindictiveness lasting at least six months by at least four symptoms from any of the following categories and exhibited during interaction with at least one individual who is not a sibling. So we need to see this behavior across contexts and across people. So when we say at least six months and at least four of the following symptoms, now there's different groups. There's angry and irritable mood, and we see often losing temper, easily annoyed, angry and resentful. Then the second group is argumentative, defiant behavior, often argues with authority figures, for children and adolescents or with adults, often actively defies or refuses to comply with requests from authority figures or with rules. 
often deliberately annoys others, often blames others for his or her mistakes or behavior. And then the last category is vindictiveness, has been spiteful or vindictive at least twice within the past six months. Now, you need at least four of all those symptoms I listed, but then it also needs to be associated with distress in the individual or others in he or her immediate social context, family, peer group, work colleagues, and it has to have a negative impact in an area of their life, such as their social life, occupational life, educational for children and other areas of functioning, and obviously cannot be accounted for another mental health condition. And it can be a different severity. It can be mild, it can be moderate and severe. Now, the criteria, they don't have to have it across two settings, unlike ADHD, but if it's mild, it's confined to one setting. So they're only defined at home or at school or at work or with peers. Moderate is in at least two settings. So maybe they're defined at home and at school. And then severe is it's present in three or more different settings. All right. What are some of the signs of oppositional defiant disorder? And then I'm going to go into what you can do to start to manage it. As mentioned, to be diagnosed with it, the child must have had a pattern of angry and cranky moods along with negative defiant behavior that upsets other people. Now, the child who has ODD can often be misunderstood, be told they're naughty, be negatively evaluated by others, and it can really take a toll on their self-esteem, their peer relationships, and their family members as well, because as you can imagine, it's very challenging to deal with. So what can you do to help? The first thing is, of course, get psychological therapy for yourself and for your child, or if not, parent training, because it's so important you learn how to manage this and work alongside with your child in the process. Usually when you work with a health professional to better understand the behavior, you develop what's called a behavior management plan, which can make the behavior easier to handle for you and your child. So essentially a good behavior management plan will help your child learn how to improve their behavior and understand its effects on other people. We do social skills training, learning about empathy. We teach them how to manage strong emotions like anger and anxiety because often the behavior is driven by something else. A good behavior management plan also improves the way the child solves problems, communicates and gets on with other children. These types of strategies will help your child keep and make friends and say what they think without getting angry and accept no for an answer and get along well with others. And this can also help you because it helps you understand the causes of your child's behavior or their triggers. It helps work out how you can increase your child's positive behavior and manage their challenging behavior, helps you support your child in managing strong emotions and improving social skills, and it helps on improving your family relationships. Now, let's say you're working with a professional. What can you do at home? The first thing you want to do is use specific praise to encourage positive behavior. Praise is extremely important, especially when they're doing something right. We call this positive reinforcement in psychology. What this means is when a child displays positive behavior, such as following rules 
or showing respect to others, they should be praised and rewarded. Now, I say you should do this with any child, even if they don't have ODD, but when you say something negative to a child, there should be double the positive to counteract that essentially. Consistency is the key. So parents and caregivers should establish clear and consistent rules and consequences and follow through with them. So for example, it was really helpful when you put your plate on the bench. And can I just add this technique works with partners and spouses as well. When they do something right, let them know, and they're more likely to repeat the behavior. So remember, positive reinforcement equals repeating the behavior. Or it was really nice how you greeted the neighbor when they rang the doorbell. The second thing is using a structured reward system, such as a reward chart. Children thrive on structure and routine. This can work really well for kids aged three to eight years old. So for example, having a chart on the fridge, every time the child does a specific behavior, they get a star. And then once they get seven stars, they get Um, time with mom or they get to go to the park or whatever it might be. The next strategy is give your child choices about when they can do tasks, not whether your child will do them. So for example, would you like to do your homework now or after the TV show? So we're not asking if they want to do homework they're going to do their homework. We're just asking when. So what this does is it gives the illusion of power. They think they're in control of the decision, but either way, they're doing their homework. The next tip is follow up on challenging behavior straight away. For example, if your child doesn't do what you ask, ask again and say, this is the last time I'm going to ask you. If your child still doesn't cooperate, you could use a consequence such as loss of privilege. So essentially taking away something that they have or yeah, having some sort of consequence. Use consequences in the same way and for the same behavior every time. So we want to create consistency. This means your child knows what to expect. For example, you might always use a timeout for hitting or a, you know, loss of privilege for swearing or something along those lines. And finally, acknowledge your child's strong emotions and let them know you're there to listen and help. For example, I understand you're feeling angry. It's okay to feel angry. Do you want to talk about it? Either way, the most important thing is to use these strategies consistently, but it takes patience and practice. And it's very challenging if your child opposes them. And don't forget, you can ask your child's psychologist for other tips on what to try at home. And just remember to use active listening and empathy. What this involves is acknowledging your child's feelings and their perspective, even if you don't agree with their behavior. So while we may not agree with the behavior, we can validate the emotion. So for example, I understand you got really upset when the kid didn't want to play with you, even though you may not agree that they hit that other child, you can validate the emotion that they may be feeling. It's important to understand that children with ODD are often struggling with underlying emotional or psychological issues and maybe acting out as a result. And the last thing I want to say for managing this is to look after you when your child has ODD. It's so important because looking after yourself and filling up your cup 
gives you the energy you need to help your child grow and thrive. So if you have a child with ODD, I want you to make time every day to be on your own. This could be five minutes. This could be an hour. You can watch a TV show. You can listen to this podcast. You can go for a walk. Do something you enjoy. You must sometimes feel that you need to be there all the time and be everything to everyone. But mums who are listening to this, and if you're a mum listening to this, let me know on Instagram. Start with five minutes, either at the end of the day or the morning of the day, if that's all you have. The second thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask your family, your friends, or members of your local community to help you or to look after your child so you can do things for yourself. Also, make time for physical activity. Super important. We know that exercise and movement helps increase our serotonin and our dopamine and bring down those stress hormones of cortisol and adrenaline. So yoga, swimming, do it with a friend. And exercise gives you more energy to help your child as well. Also, if you are in a relationship and you're with your partner, make time to do fun activities. Don't let the relationship slide. Organize date night, even if it's once a fortnight. Your child's challenging behavior, it can be stressful on the relationship and cause tension, especially if you and your partner don't necessarily agree about how to handle specific situations. And if you're struggling, you can get support or see a counselor or explore couples counseling as well. I really enjoyed learning about this topic. ODD isn't something that I look into regularly, but I know it has a lot of comorbidity with ADHD. So if you're listening to this and you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it, leave a rating on Spotify. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Apparently these go a long, long way. And a massive thank you to people who've reached out and messaged me on Instagram saying they love the podcast or they're really enjoying my stories and posts. It means so much to me and it really just validates everything I'm doing and makes me want to keep on doing it. So thanks for tuning in to What's Eating You. I hope you found this episode helpful. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, et cetera, et cetera. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.